Well, I am delighted to say that uh, joining me on the Godcast today is, um, well, in my eyes, he's a comedy legend. It's the one and only Duncan Norvell. Duncan has been on TV many times over the years and in the 80s and the 90s, was uh, on the TV most weeks, very frequently, and uh, went on to perform in theatres all across the country. And uh, Duncan, it's great to welcome you on the Godcast. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, Alex. Fine. Whereabouts uh, in the world are you, Duncan? Uh, I live in uh, live in Romford in Essex. Have you? Is that always been home, or you... no? No, I used to live in Nottingham. Uh, I moved from Nottingham. I went to Leicester, and then I moved down here just after I've had my stroke and came to live with Lynn, my partner. Yeah. So I've been down here now 12 years. Yeah. So I'm a cockney boy now. <laughs> That's uh, Steve Davis land, I think, isn't it? Romford in Essex. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah it's... I, haven't seen that. I haven't met him yet. No. But there again, I ain't been up no snooker holes. <laughs> So, Duncan, people who, who don't know, obviously you just mentioned there you had that stroke. And uh, how long ago was that, Duncan? Um, 2012, I had it. I had two, two strokes. Um, but I, uh, I I managed to get myself back a little bit now to working. Yeah. And what did that do? <laughs> oh. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Bless you. Linda! <laughs> Sorry, Alex, I've just got to get a... So, Duncan, you, you, you say you had this uh, this de debilitating stroke. When, when did that happen, Duncan? Um, in 2012. And, and what did in that... In Mar March 2012. Um, when well, I was starting a summer season in Blackpool with Cannon Ball and uh, two nights before we opened I had the stroke you know and of course I had to miss all the summer season I didn't go on stage and uh, it was a bit a bit bad you know but I managed to get through it mm. was it was and it I did my first show March was about September I I started to walk a bit, you know, I do an act from a wheelchair, but then I get up and, and stand up and do my impressions, you know. Yeah. So I'm still funny. You are so still funny, okay. <laughs> I've changed my catchphrase, uh, Alex, from chase me to push me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's a lot more people in worse position. That's what it's taught me. You know, you think you're you're worse off, but you're not. There's people who have a stroke who can't can't talk. You know, they end up and they can't talk, and they lose a lot a lot more mobility than what I have. You know, I've been lucky to get my leg back. Yeah. You know, I, I can walk. I can actually hold my weight and walk with a stick, obviously. But you know, I'm getting stronger every day. But there's some people 
would don't get that. Yeah. You know, they 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 suffer worse. So uh, thank the Lord that I uh, he, he looked after me a little there. I feel. Yeah. And when it when it happened, Duncan, how how soon after having the stroke were you kind of concerned that this was going to change your life forever? Did you know straight away? Yes, I did, more or less, yes. Um, because the doctor came round to me, the consultant, and he told me exactly what stroke I'd had, because there are several strokes you can have. A bleed, a blockage, and then there's different names they have, and I had the worst one. I had the, the worst stroke, and uh, he said, you know, you won't talk, you won't be able to talk very well and we're going to give you a speech therapist and you know how the speech therapist come and it was this Geordie lady she was from Newcastle and me lying there you know I thought I can't help but be funny I said to her I said where are you from she says I'm from Newcastle Fet and I said, all oh, right, okay. She says, there's some sounds I want you to make. I says, okay, you do them and I'll follow. She goes, E, I. And I thought, I'll end up speaking like a Geordie here in six months. I'll be going on stage saying, chase me, you bonny lad, you know. And it, I thought, no, it can't, it can't happen. It can't be a, a, a Geordie woman, surely. But... It, Thank, thank God I had her because she, she actually made me talk quicker. How long did that take, Duncan? How long did it take to get, you know, your speech back to a level that you would you were reasonably happy with? Um, probably four or five months. But yeah. the impressions didn't come back that quick. And the singing voice I lost, you know, it affected my vocal cords. Because, you know, your brain is... It's so complicated, it just affects every part of your body. And you don't know, they haven't found out how to wire it back when you've had a stroke. Mm. You'd have been better having a heart attack because they come, well, I did have one of those three weeks after. And the heart attack I've managed to get, to, to, well, to come out of it quite strong. You know, they put a, a splint in, in the... Um, one of my valves leading to my heart and touch wood, it's been okay since. Yeah. But the stroke, it it just destroys your body. Mm. You know, you get signals trying to move your right hand. You've got to send a signal to it. And it don't pick it up. No. As your brain just sends signals to all parts of your body. Yeah. So, so my left side, you know, I lost the use of my left side. Yeah, and 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 has has that um has that led you to do, you know, have you have you learned to study your your complication then, Duncan? Did you, you know, did it has it made you intrigued by having yes, it has Yeah, I did a lot of reading up on it when I was in the hospital. Um, you know, I I had to I had to try and get get it through to me what had actually happened because I was there and lying there at night in 
in the bed and I thought, is this the end of my career, you know? Mm. I thought, yeah. I could never walk on a stage again, you know? What it's did a that... lot to take in yeah. straight away. That must have been really odd, Duncan, that. You know, all... I mean, you, you yeah, know... Yeah, it was, was, Alex. You know, you're one of those... You know, I have to say to you, Duncan, uh, you know, you... People like yourself, uh, people like Les Dawson, you were the, the catalyst for oh, my, my, yeah. my massive love affair with Yeah, I, I, I just came along at the right time and uh, I, uh, I did it. I did it making it, um, should I say, a camp-friendly person, you know. And uh, I was very clean. Not like the comics today. I was very clean and, and very talented at the time. So everything went great for me on telly. And uh, I mean, I'd been doing the clubs for 10, 15 years before the opportunity came along. It wasn't like I was put on telly, then learned the act. No. I'd learned the act in the roughest of places. And uh, I built it up. And when I got my television uh, opportunity, I, I grasped it with both hands, and the rest is a, is history. You know, all, all the things I've done on telly, the Des O'Connor, Blankety Blank, you know, um, Bob's Full House, Bob's Bob's Chat Show. So it was very good. When you were setting out, I mean, uh, I mean, we're talking, well, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago, aren't we? When, when you were setting out, that, that idea of playing a gay man, I mean, everybody at the time, you, you were a little bit like Boy George because people were saying, yeah. is he gay? <laughs> is he really gay? And, and obviously, we'll say obviously, but you're, you're not a gay man. But was that, that was, I suppose that was quite brave to do that, wasn't it, back then? Yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I wasn't using the the gay side of it in a funny way. You know, I, I have so many gay friends who say you you don't take the Mickey out of us. The jokes were all based around me, but I but I always used to put a nice little tag on it that would keep them wondering about me. Yeah, like my sister married a funny fella. And on the wedding night, she took all the clothes off and jumped into bed. He took all his off, put hers on and disappeared. <laughs> I found him, <laughs> you know, and I'd end it with that little tag. I found yeah. him, as if I knew, I was the only one who knew where he was. <laughs> but um, so I, I did it in a nice way, mm. you know. Yeah. I mean, I had great friends in the business that were gay. Larry Grace and I worked with Larry several times. And yeah. then Danny LaRue was one of my biggest friends. Yeah. I was so I was talking to one of your good mates who was, who was on the Godcast, Duncan Billy Pierce. He's uh I was chatting to Billy. Oh, he's as mad as two frogs. <laughs> oh, he's lovely. I'll tell you when. I'll tell you. <laughs> you in. I've told you when. <laughs> it's lovely, isn't it? He it rings is. me up and he says, Now, what do you think, Duncan? What do you think? Do you think it ought to open with that one or should I do a skipping routine? <laughs> I'll tell you when. I, I tell him, I say to him, I'll tell you when. Laugh or not, I'll tell you when to laugh. You know, 
Yeah, <laughs> I said to him, I said, look, yeah, just do what you want. Talented lad. Very yeah. talented, you know. Yeah. And I mean, great, a, great singer. Yeah. There was great, a great dancer. A slight his bit of cat. His mum was in the show business. That, yes, he was telling me about her being a, a, a leader of the, the dance troops and things. Where did your where did your yeah. first where did your first love of comedy come from, Duncan? Can you remember what you were laughing um, to as a young guy? I, I mean, I was looking at all the um, all the comics at the time, you know, uh, Les Dawson. You mentioned some of them, mm. Les Dawson, Bob Monkhouse, Tommy Cooper. I used to love watching. Saturday Royal Live, uh, Live. I used to love watching the Palladium, which I eventually appeared on twice. Mm. And, uh, you know, those were the great days, I feel. I feel I've had the best days of it for show business. I've seen its best times were like 70s and 80s for me, Alex. Mm. You know, when you had those comics around. They were they were the golden years, weren't they? They really were. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were great years. I, I um, remember Duncan. I used to come to. Well, I was brought up on summer season shows, and and uh, it, it was all my dad's fault. And I remember the first show I went to see was Jim Davidson in down in Bournemouth. But from then on in, I would yeah. I would go to every summer season I possibly could. I've seen you a few times in Blackpool and. You know, Campbell, yeah, they were they really were golden days, weren't they? I remember the summer seasons running for 15, 16 weeks and most nights that you were playing to full houses and the batteries going. Hang on, Alex, I might have to No, just... you're all right. I'm all right. Yeah, it's but it says oh, you can't see yourself, it's just being verbally recorded, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's all right, that's fine. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, okay, well. Sorry, Alex, where were you? Yeah, just tell us about those those great days on, on the summer seasons, the memories of doing oh, 10, gosh. 15 weeks in a resort. Yeah, I did um, I did the North Pier for a season, which was about 18 weeks. The South Pier I did with Frank Parson, myself, and uh, two other comedians. It was called The Comedian Show. And then I did the first one, it was about 1984. I was on North, uh, South Pier yeah. with Frankie Vaughan and Norman Collier, another yeah. funny man. Oh, oh hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was great, he was. Yeah, I, I think I came to that one. I really, th I think, yeah, yeah I did, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, and um, yeah. And what, what do Frankie you think... What do you think it was, Duncan, about the summer seasons that that kind of, you know, you were you were all big stars in those days, weren't you? Yeah, we were because there was lots of people there. It was the traditional family holiday, you know, for a lot of people, and uh, there were so many great stars to go and see. So your mum and dad would take you to see them. I mean, I used I remember going to see. Shirley Bassey, the first time I went to Blackpool with my mum and dad. Because my mum loved Shirley Bassey. Yeah. And then it was uh, ironical, it was about 12 years later after that, 
that I worked with her in Blazers at Windsor. Wow. I was supporting Shirley Bassey. Wow. So that was an amazing time in my life. That was I'm sure it was. Yeah. What was she like, Duncan? Um was she a diva? Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> we had a power cut one night and she was on stage singing Goldfinger. And when the lights went out, she just stormed off and she walked down the uh, walkway to the dressing rooms. And I was sat there waiting to go on. And she says, you won't be going on tonight. There's a power cut, you know. And I said, all oh, right, okay. And then all of a sudden, I'm, I see her come back and she's in a silver dress which is absolutely amazing. The gold one was amazing, but the silver one was even better. And then she said, she was, they got the lights on and the power back, and she, she walked out and started Goldfinger halfway through, you know. Goldfinger. And there she is in this dress. And she said to everybody, she said, let's face it, you saw the first one. <laughs> and as if to say I've got plenty of these dresses you know <laughs> but I've just got one in gold <laughs> but she's she was amazing I mean she was a diva but what an incredible woman yeah yeah absolutely and and Duncan let me ask you about your catchphrase chase me how how important was that to you, the success of your career those two words Oh, very important, very. I mean, when I first did it on television, on the line, when Lionel Blair saw me in a club, he, he decided to put me on telly on this new show he was doing, Saturday Royal. Every Saturday, different acts coming on. And uh, him doing the singing and dancing routines and then letting different acts do their bit you know a singer would do a couple of songs and then comedian would do 10-15 minutes and it was bringing new talent to the, to the tv screen for people but it was also you know helping people up the ladder which mm. was good of um lionel to do it i mean he's still one of my best friends he loves me <laughs> because i always say it was lionel blair that put me on telly and he <laughs> You know, we met the other day again for a long while. We hadn't seen each other. And Jess Conrad was yeah. at this function, and I'd walked in a bit late with Lynn. I was holding Lynn's arm and we're going in to take her seats. And the guy at the microphone said, Oh, and here comes Duncan, Duncan Norvell, ladies and gentlemen. And they all stood up and clapped me in. <laughs> and and uh, Jess Conrad stood up. And he said, Duncan, Duncan, I'm here. You know, and he's got this really gold outfit on. And he looked amazing, didn't he, Lynn? Yeah. He, lo he looked absolutely fabulous. <laughs> and I just said, oh, I, I turned around and I said, oh, I thought you were part of a cake decoration. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Lionel come from the other side and he run across and he says, Dolly, my Duncan, my Duncan. And Jess Conrad's had his nose pushed out ever since. And he just threw his arms around me and gave me a kiss on my cheek and said, how are you, darling? I says, I'm all right. 
<laughs> all right, I'm all right, I'm here. And it, it was wonderful to me, you yeah. know, and uh, that was the way we to make an entrance being late, you know. Yeah. Duncan, in, in all that, Duncan, in that adversity of having a stroke, how, um, how important has your sense of humour been to you and to Lynn to get you through that? Has it been, has it been one of the key ingredients to actually helping you cope? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, to be honest, I owe, I owe an awful lot to Lynn because without her, I wouldn't have been performing again, I don't feel. You know, she got me back to something you know, to get on stage, to get that, um, how can I put it, nerve back in my body that made me want to get on there and do it again. But I found it easier than when I first ever went on stage to come back after a stroke because my public were behind me all the time. Yeah. You don't, want to, get, you don't want to get on the stage out of pity, do you? You want to get on the stage to... Give no, 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 he is, he is a, a very funny man, and he, he always sees a funny side of every situation, even his own. Um, when he goes on stage, uh, you know, he will never be rude to anybody, but he can say things about himself that aren't offensive mm. because it's about himself, but he yeah. says it in a funny way. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, has he told you his new catchphrase? Yeah. Oh, you yes. told him. He told me that. Yeah. Very yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and he says things like, um, because he's lost the peripheral vision on his left hand side from his, you know, his eyesight. He always says, you know, with all the people in the middle and over to my right, good evening to those on the left. I don't know why you bother coming because <laughs> I can't see you over there. <laughs> he's still got, he's still but got... he says it cheekily. Lenny's oh, he's got... very cheeky. He's still got that glint in his eye, hasn't he? Oh, without a doubt. And um, everybody says about his smile. Um, mm -hmm. I put some new pictures on the, on the internet and everybody says, you know, he's recognisable by his smile and obviously his catchphrase, but it's his smile that's got him through many doors and out of lots of situations, shall we say. Lots yeah. of windows as well. <laughs> Duncan, Duncan, do, you, do, do, do your fans do your fans sometimes get upset when they see you because you you know you because you're um, incapacitated in some way? They did at one place. Yeah, they did at one place. Yeah, yeah, they, said. yeah. where was that? Uh, Duncan did um, Duncan did Park Dean. He did a Park Dean. Um, Holiday Park, yeah, for the people Devon. in Devon, for yeah. the people that own the caravans and the, the, the homes there. And I've got it on video. They did a four and a half minute standing ovation. And as I zoomed around with the camera, you could see people wiping their eyes. And they weren't the women, they were the men, big men with big tummies with pints of beer. You know, they'd been crying with laughter. And at the end, they were crying. Mm. 
And I found it quite overwhelming, really, because Duncan yeah. couldn't see that no. because of the lights from the, you know, from the spotlights. But I could, and I could, I've got it on video. Um, unfortunately, Duncan never knows when to come off stage once <laughs> he's on it. Um, they, they call me the son of Doddy now, Alex. <laughs> yeah, never knows when to come off. Yeah, the son of Doddy. I mean, I do a lot of charity shows. I mean, I always have. And yeah. they say, will, will you come along and do 10 minutes? And I say to them, look, it takes me 10 minutes to get on there. <laughs> you know, by the time I say hello, I said, that, that's my time and say goodbye. I have to walk back. I said, I'm sorry, you have to give me half an hour. And I, are you sure? I said, yeah, that'd be better. Mm. Give me half an hour and I'll do you half an hour. And that's what I do. Did but, you tell him about Spain? I know, it's all right, that one. What, four and a half hours? Yeah, I did no. four and a half hours. No. Four, four and a half hours on a club in Spain. They uh two hours, 35 minutes. And when I said, come on, Duncan, you've got to come off. And the man, all, all the men and the ladies were saying, leave him alone, leave him alone. He's doing great. Leave him there. Two hours and 35 minutes. He eventually came off after two hours and 45 and did all the rest, talking to everybody. Yeah. Uh, and a half hours. I, I had a quick drink and went back out. They, they were a wonderful audience, though. They were just there. They enjoyed it. Any, any comic with that audience would have, would have loved it. It was great to try out new, new material, everything, you know, so... And, and Duncan, regarding material, do you, do you, even now, are you still on the hunt for new stuff? Do you get ideas or, or do you? Yeah. Just, yeah. All the while, I'm looking for for nice gags that suit me, yeah. not necessarily gags that that shock people or any any um, racist gags or anything. No, I'm not into that. But I will, I will like say I've just been for an Indian or something, you know, and I will comment on how good it was and how much I'll regret it in the morning. And mm. you know, I do mention a few little bits. And uh, I, I did say once, uh, I said I went to, we've got a new Chinese in in our village. I say it's open twenty four hours as much as you can eat for five pounds. I says, uh, they early give you one chopstick though, you know, and then I say, uh, and it, it's open 24 hours non-stop. It's called walk around the clock. <laughs> and, and really stupid stuff, but they're not poor, um, bad racist jokes, if you no. get what I mean. No, I don't, they're not, I don't think they're offensive at all. No, and I get away with them, but then if anybody pulled me up on it after my show, you know, I'd, I'd drop them straight away. But so far, um, the last two or three shows I've done, I've been fine. Nobody's said anything. Um, but I do want to go on and just, just make them laugh and come off and they've had a good night, you know. And when I can get my singing voice back together, and then I'll be able to... Really, uh, show me the special things, you know, because I had a damn good voice. Yeah, I know. yeah. People, people just um, people will remember that you did um, 
you did the stand up and you did impressions and you'd sing as well. You were you were full on yeah. showman, weren't you? Yeah, very much. But there are there are still some great acts out there. We've just got to make sure it comes back the business. You know, once we get over this awful pandemic. Yeah, I was I was talking to I'm sure you'll know Jimmy Cricket. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know Jimmy's lovely lad. And he was he was saying how, you know, how fortunate he felt because he's is you know is in the golden years of his career. And he's had a yeah, wonderful yeah. career, but he, you know, there's a lot of jobbing comics out there, Duncan, aren't there? Who, you know, their their lifeline yeah. has been just cut, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I haven't worked now for two years. Mm. You know, I got myself together two years ago, and I mean, I was flying again, and then this hit, mm. and so now I've got to go out and do it all again. Yeah. The two years, it's given me a chance to get a bit fitter. So I'll be able to. But the thing is, Duncan, people will come and more, see you. Know. People will come and see you because they know you, won't they? You've got, you've got, yeah, um, I, you know. I, I've got a big fan base, and and I love my fans. I really do. They've kept me where I am, and they've they've kept me going more than anything. Yeah, you know, I've received some lovely emails and messages. Uh, when it when it was my birthday, I think I got about a thousand, two thousand. Um, congratulations, you know. Although I don't like being reminded of birthdays <laughs> when you start to get a bit older now. No. Um, but you know, you're getting old when you put your pants on back to front and they still fit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've got, lovely, uh, I've got a lovely shot of your ceiling, Duncan. <laughs> you got so hot. I've got a lovely shot of your ceiling. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> I shame a chandelier. Hang on. <laughs> oh, that's very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so really, Alex. I mean, that's uh, that's it. Listen, my um, charge is going, Alex, in this phone. Yeah. Well, listen, Duncan. It's been lovely talking to you, and and I'm glad you you. Yeah. If any time, if at any time you want me to do another one, I'd love to come on. Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah, and if you've got any shows coming up, Duncan, then just let me know, and we'll we can have a chat about it. And it, particularly if you're coming up north, if you're heading up north up to the northwest, then. Um, uh, so where are you based? Well, I'm in, I'm in Burnley. I'm not far from Blackpool. About half an hour from Blackpool. Yeah, so. No, Burnley. And yeah. um, and uh, I've always followed the comics. I okay, even, well, I'll keep in touch. Yeah, keep in touch and um, get that singing voice going, Duncan. And um, are your fans right. are listening to this? And uh, if they can want to, you send, can you send me your address? Just uh, send me on message or email, whatever. Yeah, cool. and send me your address, and I'll send you uh, uh, my new album. Have you ever? Have you heard of my album? Well, I know you're a singer, and I, I, I can't oh, say. Yeah, that, that'd be great. If you... I'll send it. Yeah, I think you'll like the music. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If you could sign it, I'll Duncan, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I will. and um, so anybody who likes listening to these podcasts, there's loads of comedians on there. We've got uh, Billy Pierce on, Jimmy Cricket, and and a few of the more recent guys, Justin Morehouse. So just check out the podcast, and we'll I say like Justin. 
he's yeah, a nice guy. He's a lovely guy. He really is. Yeah. Yeah. And he's funny Crack as well. Guy. Very funny. Crow, yeah, he's very funny. Yeah. yeah. All right, Duncan. Well, he's one I like. I like of the old side. Yeah. Okay, Alex, that's fine. Lovely, lovely so, talking to you, and and send my love to Lynn, please. And um, yeah, I will. And, and thanks so much for coming on the Godcast. Okay, lovely. Thank you. Can you finish with uh, your, can you finish with your catchphrase, don't? Go on, chase me. <laughs> Bye. I've changed it now. Changed it now to push me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right then, Alex. God bless. God bless. Bye bye. Bye.